Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the Secret Refuge Podcast. I am your host Shane Pittman, and today you are listening to episode 2. If you did not check out episode 1 yet, I encourage you to do so. We were talking a little bit about the secret refuge of God or the secret place of God. And I believe that God was talking to us and showing us a lot of things that he wanted us to know. So if you've not checked that out yet, I encourage you to do so. I believe it will help you. But we're going to jump right into the show. But before I do that, I wanted to mention the Who's Your Daddy podcast network. I'm a part of this network, and if you've never heard of it before, go to a ahistorywithgod.org, click on the podcast network tab, and from there you can see a podcast that is aimed directly for you. If you're a man, woman, or child, there's a podcast for you on this network. And what's really cool about this is there's a podcast for every day of the week, Monday through Sunday. And like I said, if you're a man, woman, or child, there's a podcast for you. So please go check out these shows on the network. All of them are top-notch. All of them help you in your walk with God, and they're all Christ-centered. So I encourage you to go check them out because it will really, really help you. Today's episode, what I wanted to talk about, and I'm going to jump right into it, is the peace of God. So many of us worry. So many of us allow stress and anxiety to overtake us in our lives. And the reason why I know this is because I've been going through this lately. Okay, I've had a lot of things go on that have really been boggling my mind, has really been bogging my mind down and making it hard for me to focus on different things, hard for me to really listen and hear the voice of God like I should be. And I know that a lot of you are dealing with the same thing. So the reason why we go through these things and the reason why we experience these things is because we're in a training camp right now or a training ground. Like I said on the first episode of the podcast, earth is a training ground. I believe that we're here so we can seek God, know him, develop a relationship with him. And all of it is training. It is training us and showing us what it means to have a true relationship with God. So when we're going through these things, we are being taught. Always remember that. We are being taught something every single day of our lives. So let's go to the Word because the Word is life. Isaiah 9-6 reads, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. God is the Prince of Peace. The word prince in Hebrew is Sar, S-A-R. It means chief, ruler, official, or captain. Now, the word peace in Hebrew is Shalom. I know you've heard that before. Its definition is completeness, soundness, welfare, peace. Our God is the chief, is the ruler of peace. He is a God of peace. We go through so much in this life, but we have to remember who we are. Christ has freed us from bondage of sin, from the bondage of sin. Knowing this, we should be walking in the peace of God. We really should be, but are we? I don't think so. Most of us are walking in fear. Now, what is the opposite of peace? You guessed it. It is fear. 
Fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or a threat. Now, on the other hand, peace is defined as freedom from disturbance, quiet, and tranquil. It's also defined as freedom from or the cessation of war or violence. Now, one of my favorite passages of Scripture is in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. Now, I'm going to read this, and it's out of the New Living Translation. And all of the Scriptures that I'm going to be talking about today is going to be read out of the New Living Translation, okay? So, Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. Verse 22 says, Immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. Okay, now this is right after he fed a large multitude of people and ministered to them. Verse 23, After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! These guys were freaked out. They were freaked out. Because they'd never seen anything like this before. Now, you got to remember, before Christ, they did not see things like this. So they were legitimately freaked out. They were full of fear. Okay, so verse 27 But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Now, let's stop here for a minute. If you translate this in the Greek when he says, take courage, I am here, it could also mean to say, or the I am is here. Isn't that awesome? The I am is here walking on the water in front of you. The I am, Jehovah. God is walking on the water right in front of you. So awesome. Now, verse 28. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. What was Peter's problem? I mean, the wind, waves, and torrential rain was present before he even stepped out of the boat. Think about that. He saw the storm. He was on the boat. He saw the storm. He saw how bad the waves were. He saw how the strong winds were tossing the waves back and forth. He saw it. He knew how bad the storm was. But he stepped out anyway, and he started walking on the water. What was his problem? His problem was that he allowed fear to overpower his peace. Once that happened, he started to sink. Fear will always seek to devour peace at every turn, always. Walking in peace will always lead you straight to God. Remember, 
God has not given, given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Like I said, walking in peace will always lead you to God. In the peace of God, we walk in confidence of these three things. The first thing is, is He provides. God provides. Matthew 6, 25-34, and I'm going to read this because it's important. Starting at verse 25. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your Heavenly Father already knows all of your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So number one, he provides. Number two, he cares. He cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 6-11 So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time he will lift you up in honor. Give all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares for you. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore support and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. So number two, he cares for you. He loves us so much, guys. He really loves us. And even in this scripture that, that I just read, he said, watch out for the great enemy, the devil, because the devil is the prince and the power of the air. He is the one who tries to kill us. He seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. What? To kill your dreams. To steal your peace. Because he knows that if you're walking in the peace of God, that you are going to be walking in all of the glory of God. He seeks to destroy you. Because he knows that once we are walking in peace with God, everything is fine. If you look at Adam and Eve in Genesis, they walked in the peace of God. They didn't worry about anything. They didn't even worry about that they were naked. They were butt naked and did not care. They were walking in the peace of God. They did not have a worry or care in the world. It was only when Satan came in and stole that, that everything changed. And it's the same with us now. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 6 through 9, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Let me stop there. 
communicating with God, talking with God, bringing all of your worries to Him will allow you to walk in His peace. So let's go back to Philippians 4, 6-9. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. It surpasses all of our knowledge and all of our understanding. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Thank God. Thank God that He gives us the answers in His Word. Thank God that He gives us His peace. Because I know that there are troubles out there. I know that there's things that people go through every single day. And if it wasn't for the peace of God, we would not be able to make it a second of a day. We really wouldn't. Now, verse 8 of Philippians 4. Philippians 4, verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. What is excellent and worthy of praise? Our God, our Creator. Think about Him. Constantly have your mind on Him. Verse 9. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me. Everything you have heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. So we know that God provides, that he cares, and number three, he loves us. Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to 38 says this, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? If we have God on our side, then it doesn't matter who is against us, because our God is our Redeemer. He is our God. If anybody comes against us, he could crush them with his pinky and not even break a sweat. Seriously, that is how powerful our God is and how much he loves us. Since he did not spare even his own son but gave him up for all of us, wouldn't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one For God himself has given us right standing with himself. We are made righteous with God. We are made the righteousness of God. So who can touch us? Who can touch our peace? Who can touch your body and cause you to be unhealthy? Nobody. Why? Because God is for us. He provides for us. He cares for us. And he loves us. Verse 34. Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us. And was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand pleading for us. He is our mediator. He is constantly before the Father on our behalf. When we really have an understanding of who we are in Christ. That we truly are righteous. We are made righteous not because of what we have done. But because of what Christ Jesus has done for us. And because of what he's done, we are righteous. His blood covers all of our sin, everything that we've ever done, and it makes us right before God. Now, verse 35 of Romans chapter 8. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or are threatened with death? So let me stop right there. Whenever you're going through things, 
even very difficult things, don't for a second think that God does not love you. Remember what I said earlier, that we have an enemy that seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. This is not God's will that you go through these things. It is not God's will that you are anxious, that you're depressed, that you're stressed. This is not God's will for us, okay? You have got to remember, God loves us too much to force us into his presence. God loves us too much to make us robots. So whenever things are going on and other people are causing these things in your life or whatever the case may be, know that we are more than conquerors with him. Know that whenever God is for us and is in our corner, none of this can mess us up. None of this can defeat us, okay? Because we are more than conquerors. So again, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? No. Does it mean he no longer loves us? If we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death. Verse 36, as the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Verse 37, no, despite all of these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. We are already victorious. If we are living anything other than peace, we are not living in the victory of Christ. We are not living in the will of God. The will of God is that we are more than conquerors, that we have a relationship with him, and that we are prosperous, just as our soul prospers, and that we share this good news, the gospel, with others so that they can experience the peace of God, so that they can know God. Verse 38, And I am convinced that nothing, nothing, please listen to this, nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons. Now the Greeks says, or rulers, okay? So the rulers of fear, the rulers of that, which is the opposite of Christ, which he he is the ruler, the prince of peace, right? Neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now let's look at Psalms 43 verse 5. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God and I will praise him, my Savior and my God. So this last verse that I'm talking about here, Psalm 43 verse 5. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him, my Savior and my God. I want to encourage you guys, whenever you're going through things, going through struggles, and you don't even know if you can make it out of bed the next day, I want you to remember something. God loves you, and he shows it this way. He provides, he cares, he loves you. Sometimes we have the audacity to focus on the storm, to look at all of the bad that's going on around us, and we forget that Christ that our God is right in front of us, staring us right in the face. And instead of activating our faith and moving on in our purpose that God wants us in, we look at the storm. And we put far more attention on the storm than we do on our source, which is God. So I want to encourage you guys today to walk in the peace of God. If you have to listen to this podcast over and over again, please do so. If you want to reach out to us at secretrefugepodcast at gmail.com, I will be more than happy to pray with you and to answer any questions because God wants us to know him 
Like I said in the first episode, he wants us to search for him and find him in that secret place where we can experience his love and and the knowledge of him and we can know him. And in this podcast, he wants us to walk in his peace because when we walk in his peace, we can say to someone that has just died and we can say to their family, no, this person is only sleeping. They're not dead. And we can be that calm and we can say, man or woman or child, rise, live, and they will live. I believe the reason why we're not operating in the way that people did in biblical times is because we have not learned the principles that Jesus was trying to teach. If you remember, in the Bible, Jesus has given us authority over the principalities and powers of the air. He's given us authority to trample on the serpent. He's given us authority to do everything that he did because we are walking in his spirit. So if we're walking in his spirit and we claim that we are and we're not operating as he did, then something's wrong. And one of the things I think is wrong is that we are not walking in his peace. Because if we are walking in his peace, it also means we are walking in trust. When you trust fully that God has everything under control, you are in perfect peace. Because you don't care if 10,000 people are falling on your right side. You don't care if a million are falling on your left side. Because you know God is your God. And that's all that matters to you. So guys, thank you for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate you listening. I pray that God speaks through my fumbling of words sometimes because I am not perfect. And I know you can tell by this podcast, I am not perfect, but I do know one that is. And I do know one that loves you. He cares for you and he will always provide for you. Please realize that. And if you want to know how to make Christ your Lord and Savior, then like I said, email us at secretrefugepodcast at gmail.com. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, you will be saved. Christ died for everyone. God sent his son to die for every single person on this earth. Every single person. He did. He loves every single one of you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you're going through. He loves you. Messy or not, you're messy. You think that you're not worth it that you don't cut it, yes you do, because God sees his son's blood. He doesn't see your mess, okay? He sees his son's sacrifice, and it stops there. He loves you. He wants you to know him. He wants to speak to you. He wants to show you dreams and visions. He wants to prophesy through you. He wants to give you every good and perfect gift. All you have to do is receive it. The work is done. But like I said, he will never force anyone into his presence. You've got to walk into his presence. You have got to walk into his presence willfully. But again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I love you guys. I really do. I love every single one of you that's listening because God does. Isn't that cool? It's really cool. Thank you guys. And until the next episode, stay blessed.